After waking up with a jolt, the girl laid in bed a few seconds longer. Reaching to switch on her bedside lamp, she tried to remember exactly what had stolen her slumber away. When she couldn't, the brunette swung her legs over the side of her bed and heaved herself up. Ugh, Lord. <laughs> Checking the time on her phone, she snorted when she saw it was midnight. <laughs> the witching hour. <laughs> the witching hour. We don't think it's so. It's debate. witching hour. Knowing that sleep would only evade her, she left her bedroom for the kitchen. A good cup of coffee on her mind. Mm, sleep. <laughs> As she passed, sleep and coffee. <laughs> <laughs> As she passed by her front door, a chill spread like liquid fire down her spine. <laughs> it's only winter, she told herself. <laughs> Focusing again on the coffee plant. What was that in the corner? It's just winter. <laughs> <laughs> measuring out, measuring out scoops, water, and preparing her cup kept her occupied. But as the dark liquid boiled, she had nothing left. <laughs> Who makes coffee in that way? Is she cooking this over a campfire? <laughs> Put all the scoops of coffee into the water. <laughs> into the water and then just boiled it all at once. <laughs> Maybe it's not even how you make French crisps coffee. Instant coffee, coffee crystals. <laughs> Could be. Okay, so she's making shitty coffee. Yeah, coffee crystals. Um, but as the dark liquid it's good boiled, good for company. It is, yes. <laughs> she had nothing left to keep her mind from wandering off. The chill returned, and she couldn't help but glance behind her to the front door. The fiery chill. It stood there innocently enough. Just like always, door standing. The deadbolt <laughs> was still in place, and she could see nothing amiss with it. Turning back to her coffee, she did her best to forget about the feeling. With her cup in hand, she started back towards her bedroom. As she walked by the front door, she decided that a quick glance out of the peephole, out of the peephole, <laughs> <laughs> would help calm her restless mind. The chill worsened with each step she took towards the door and further away from the safety and warmth of her blankets. She pressed her empty hand against the cold metal door and took a deep breath before leading her eye to the people. At first, she could only see an inky blackness and somehow seemed to swirl in itself. That was the sentence. Okay. When she blinked in surprise, the void melted away. She wished it, she wished it hadn't. In its place, there stood what she could only guess was once a man. Mm. The limbs were long and inhumanly awkward. With <laughs> <laughs> Terrifying. Inhumanly awkward. <laughs> with bulky joints branching off into several arms, not unlike the branches of a tree. The creature was draped in a black suit, somehow manking, 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 is what's written on here, manking the thing more nightmarish to her. The icing on the proverbial cake. (laughs) 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 However, was what passed as the hellish thing's face. It was as though her mind blurred the ghastly visage to spare itself further shock and horror. She shoved herself away from the door with her hand and hand still pressed against it. The scalding mug of coffee fell, the liquid burning her bare legs as she fell backwards and tried to crawl away from the door. She knew, somehow, that her mind hadn't been playing tricks on her. As she crab-walked away from the door, oh, that's terrifying, Mm. she watched as tendrils as black as the void she first saw snake around through the cracks. The girl was trapped between the instinct to flee and the gut feeling to not turn her back on the door. When the door jolted, the urge to flee became her, overcame her, and she slipped in the burning liquid as she tried to make it back to her room. She knew deep down that she was trapping herself in a corner, but she had to get away from the door. The girl was halfway down the hallway when she heard the previously locked door creak open. She screamed and slipped into a wall, cracking her chin on it and stunning her. After that, there was only blackness. Whoa. 
Nicole. Or male voice. Oh, whoops. <laughs> Snapped the woman out of her trance. As she turned around, she was met by one of her sister's doctors. Huh. She nodded. What? No, one of her sister's doctors. <laughs> she nodded, not sure if she should say anything, or even if she could find her voice if she did have something to say. That morning, she had gotten an urgent phone call from the hospital saying that her sister, Lindsay, was there. Before they had even let her see her, the doctors had pulled her off to the side and insisted that they talk to her about what might have happened. Phrases like self-inflicted and assault, assault, that's one word, that's not a phrase, had been thrown <laughs> around and Nicole felt her mind real. Self-inflicted is also, that's also a hyphenated word. <laughs> <laughs> She had still hadn't fully understood what they had been saying until she saw Lindsay with her own own eyes. Her little sister had a bandage wrapped around her head, covering both of her eye, both of her ears as well as her eyes. They said it was to help her now deadened eyes from drying out and to try to keep infection out of the wounds. Lindsay had made Lindsay had the, out of the wounds Lindsay had made to her ears. Mm. Doctors had guessed that either she or someone else had jammed a pencil into them to keep her off balance or to deafen herself against something. Keep her off balance. Well, you know, most of your balance does come in the inner ear mm -hmm. stuff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, Pretty extreme way to, yeah, to take away the balance of a human. Yeah. There was the mix of first and second degree burns on her hands, legs, and feet from what they assumed to be the coffee her neighbors found slipped all over the entry to her apartment that her neighbors found slipped all the way as Nicole walked into her sister's hospital room for the first time she thought she had spied the silhouette of a man in the window that she knew was impossible her sister's room was on the third story of the hospital wow <laughs> scary i hope we didn't scare any listeners away yeah i know i know i was a risky move really starting with mm -hmm. a story that mm -hmm. yeah really pulled you in like that hope nobody was alone in the dark yeah uh well yo what's up it's witches and winos it's witches and winos and tonight if you haven't already guessed it we're talking about slender man slender man the uh, story that you just heard is like one of the more popular creepypastas. In fact, that um, new Slenderman movie that's coming out, it seems like they borrowed a lot of the stuff from that story. Because as I was reading it, I was realizing that the like in the or in the trailer, they have the girl like pushing a pencil through her eye, and then they have like Ooh, girls yeah. in the like in the hospital, hospital and that kind of stuff. Yeah, it could be. You know, there's a lot of them out there. A lot of creepypastas. There are a lot of creepypastas. You know, in so, general, and then a lot about Slenderman. Slenderman's like the original creepypasta, mm. really. You think? Is that true? Maybe. It's one of them, for sure. <laughs> Slenderman's Maybe. pretty old. Well. As far as internet goes. 2009. Oh, that's actually much younger than I thought that <laughs> <it> was. <laughs> Stumped on every level around here. So, yeah, not that old. Definitely not the first creepypasta, I don't think. Yeah. Because um, it was, like, that cave one. You know that one? You know I do know about. the cave. That's old. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm a little bit behind on all of these kinds of things. I didn't hear about Slenderman until... That's what I'm saying. Behind. Yeah, but yeah. I'm saying those ones are way old. Yeah, for sure. I think people have been writing scary stories for a long time. You think? Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, so um, the wine that we're drinking tonight is we're drinking actually another 19 Crimes wine. You, wine, you might remember the review that we gave um, when we did the Bunny Man episode. I'm sure um, they remember, yeah. Uh, yeah, you probably definitely remember because the mm -hmm. wine is the most memorable part yeah. of this. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we are drinking 19 Crimes again. We decided to give it another shot. And uh, this one's actually quite tasty. It's yeah. a Cabernet Sauvignon. Cell block select. Cell block select. We're it's, hoping it's not the same one that we. It's definitely not. The okay. other one just tasted like we didn't straight really up know. vanilla. We didn't know. Yeah, we. I mean, Zach bought this one. <laughs> Let's be honest. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I think that um that this one's you know pretty tasty. Yeah, so it's pretty nice. I'll give them. I'll give them a good review on that one. Oh yeah, you'll give them a good review. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, good of you. Yeah, yeah. Two thumbs up. Yeah, but yeah, um, it's tasty. It's tasty. Yeah. It's good. 
Yeah, so uh, we're digging a little bit into, like, popular culture this week for our folklore, although I guess that is just technically what folklore is. Yeah. Um, It seemed like a fun one to do because it kind of is almost like, you know, the beginnings of where a folktale kind of comes from, even though it's kind of kind of dumb. Well, yeah. <laughs> it's the boogeyman. That's it's what pretty Sunday much Man the boogeyman. Is. Yeah, yeah, it's it's every iteration of the boogeyman. Yeah. So just... brief history. I guess we could give a brief history yeah, of Slenderman for sure. So um, basically, it originally um, was started by a user Eric Knudsen on some on the Something Awful forums in two thousand nine, mm-hmm. um, or as he's also known with his username of Victor Sir. Victor Serge. Sounds like a Mortal Kombat character. Yeah. That's um, probably what he was going for. <laughs> yeah. But essentially, he just made some Photoshop uh, pictures for like a competition or something. Uh, or whatever. He just made some Photoshop pictures um, depicting the Slender Man in the background of like children uh, walking and um, on a playground and stuff what like that. What does Slender Man look like? Slender that- Man? He's slender. He's slender, okay. yeah. He's, yeah. He looked like a man. No. Well, kind of. He doesn't really have a face. Yeah. Okay. He's got a white face. Uh, he's tall, lanky, and then he, he wears like a black suit. And he does. he's, like I said, uh, kind of no face, kind of just like a white, empty head. Yeah. And um, he looks a little bit like he's wearing like pantyhose over his face. Well, that's because a lot of people dress up like them and put pantyhose over their face. Yes, so, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but <laughs> so I suppose it's all in the imagination, really. Yeah. But, um, but um, yeah, so, so that's kind of how he started. And basically from there, people just started writing creepypastas pretty much about Slenderman as the character. Hey, Zach, and what's so, a creepypasta? Creepypasta is just... Um, just a scary story that gets posted around as a meme around the internet. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. As far as as far as uh, that's as far as my knowledge. It goes. just gets yeah. shared. It's just over a it. shared. Yeah. yeah, and a pasta on the internet is just a copy paste. Yeah, it's essentially a meme. I don't fully understand. I think it is a meme. I guess it is. We a just call them. It's pastas. just a kind of meme. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's just like a 4chan way of saying that. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, they're just scary stories. Yeah. And so people started writing a lot with Slenderman as a character, and since he was kind of a Blake's blank slate. Um, Literally, you know, he, he has no face. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he much in many ways resembles a blank. Yeah, so that maybe that would have been a good name for him too. But yeah, here we are, and uh, so he kind of the consistent thing. He's always been associated. It seems like with children. Actually, because I just would like to let you know that on the Creepypasta wiki, mm-hmm. the name of the story that we just read mm-hmm. is called the Blank Face. The blank face. Wow. Yeah, so. It's not blank slate. No, but it's, you know, it's close. Yeah, it's close. Yeah, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so yeah, he, he's kind of always been associated with children because those original pictures, I guess, associated with him that. And then also most people writing creepypastas yeah. are, you know, 14 years old. <laughs> so. <laughs> I don't know if you could tell. <laughs> yeah, I mean. It's pretty, level. It's pretty impressive, the, the, the literature. <laughs> Yeah, I think that literature is the right word for yeah. that. Um, <laughs> that gets put out, um, like the example that we read for you. Very impressive there is a stuff. Di- digital a archivist. There's a digital archivist out there somewhere mm-hmm. that does nothing except for archive things like creepy bosses. Yeah, it, yep. this is literature, man. Yeah, <laughs> what a waste of time. All right. <laughs> so, sorry if anybody. No, nobody does that. Okay. Um, <laughs> no, people do that. Yeah. yeah. But what are the chances that one of they're listening the f- to us? Four listeners. Um, so. <laughs> <laughs> so and so basically, he got kind of twisted into either being like an evil type of thing. So he's also depicted with like a bunch of arms coming out of his back, that um, he'll kind of lure people into killing themselves or harming others but then he's also been kind of twisted into being like a kind of like an anti-hero slash like savior of lost children kind of deal yeah like he's like a friend to lost like kids. a friend yeah. to like outcast children yeah. and stuff like that and you know all, all that type of weird thing that you might predict 
would happen with people writing creepypastas, pretty much. Yeah, I mean, it's like the kind of internet is a refuge for lost mm-hmm. children, and yeah, they do weird shit. Like and that. Um, <laughs> you know, and, and so he's kind, you know, he, he's just a real phenomenon as far as that goes. You know, um, there's been a number of games that were created based on him. You know, kind yeah. of just like silly little horror games. Um, some web series, mm-hmm. some movies like we were talking about, some pretty low-budget horror movies. Yeah. And um, our number one source for today is yeah. the um, well, yeah. the documentary, which everybody should go watch right now. is actually really good. Yeah, the HBO documentary, yeah. um, Beware the Slender Man, right? Yeah. And yeah. That, that really highlights kind of why I think we thought it was actually an interesting thing to talk about. Yeah. Because... You know, the stories themselves are, I mean, there's plenty to read out there, but, you know, that was probably a high quality one that we read. <laughs> that was pretty high quality. Uh, that was pretty high quality. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's not like there's a, you, you know, it's not classic literature. Yeah. Um, but, you, you know, the horrible thing and, and, um, that resulted from Slender Man and, you know, how much can you, I mean, it's not really, but, um, yeah. but was a... Uh, a uh, stabbing attack of a young girl by her two friends. A stabbing attack of a, a sta- young girl. Stab. <laughs> a stabbing attack. <laughs> right? I mean, how else did you describe it? A two stabbing. Girls. You would just say a stabbing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Attempted murder uh, of a young girl by her two friends in the woods um, in Wisconsin uh, in 2014. Yeah. And basically, uh, the two perpetrators of the attack cited the Slender Man as yeah. their... Kind of, they're doing it to please the Slender Man. Yeah, and that they were followers of Slender Man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and we'll get to that, too, about that. But that, that really was kind of the horrendous thing. So, like like our um, episode where we talked about Cropsy, um, there's kind of the folklore, but then there's, like, kind of the reality that came from that, and like, the true crime aspect that yeah. came out of the folklore. Um, and it's a little bit more like life imitating art than it is about like the art imitating life. I think like it's similar yeah, to Cropsey. It is very similar to Cropsey. Yeah, actually. Um, now that you kind of mention it, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but Slenderman's interesting because he's such a like uh, the the way that he's evolved as this kind of boogeyman character, or even the in the documentary they make the reference to like the Pied Piper. Mm-hmm. Two, that this is such a classic folktale character. Yeah, like he's the monster under your bed. You know, like there's so many of those kinds of monsters that we can look to. I was thinking when they were talking about how Slenderman's like that. Once you know about him, he comes and like he comes and takes little children yeah. away from their beds at night. And I was like thinking of La Llorona, which mm-hmm. is like the woman who comes and and steal kidnaps. Um, young children and that's yeah. like a that's a, a mexican folktale you know like there's yeah yeah there's that stuff like that in every culture yeah yeah i mean yeah i think there's a lot of kind of mythos around well obviously a lot around children yeah right? like sure. uh i think krampus and stuff yeah. like that um all deal with with kind of uh, children i mean obviously you have things like hansel and gretel mm-hmm. um a lot of the brothers grim fairy tales yeah um are kind of centered around that and they've been sugar-coated more or less to be you know bedtime stories yeah but um a lot of them were kind of warning tales and stuff like that so so there's a darker side to all these kind of uh bedtime stories and slender man kind of borrows from all that and especially when people write these creepypastas you know they take you know images from cave drawings everybody looks like a slender man in a cave drawing because they're stick figures (laughs) <laughs> yeah it's like even when they're talking about like Slenderman on minecraft and that kind of stuff it's like well it's a bunch of boxes yeah i mean how else are the people supposed to look yeah i think there's one like specific character i never have played it but yeah one specific character or like type of character that is either inspired or just happens to look like a slender man I mean, it's like yeah. a lot longer and like Slenderman yeah. looking yeah so um but um, but yeah, uh, they they've taken um, from a bunch of kind of um, other mythos to tie into the Slenderman because, like we said, he's he's pretty much a blank slate um, for them to kind of build off of. 
Yeah, for sure. The interesting thing about Slenderman is that, like, most of, like you said, most of these stories are kind of like tales of warning mm-hmm. for kids. I mean, when they were, they recounted the Pied Piper tale, and for yeah. those of you that don't remember what that is, is it's basically this town is infested by rats. Mm-hmm. Um, this man he looks very strange. He shows up. He says, I can get rid of these rats for you, um, but you'll have to pay me. And the town council says, yes. You know, whatever your price, we'll pay you as long as you can get rid of the rats. Yeah. And so he accepts, you know, he gives them his price, and then he um, he pulls out a flute, and he plays the flute, and he fall- all of the rats follow him out of town, and they're gone. And, uh, and then when he comes back, he talks to the council, and the council says, um, actually, we can't pay you. Yeah. And uh, and so he says, you're going to pay in a way that you, you know, that you'll never forget. And he plays his flute again and all of the children um, follow him into like a cave uh, yeah. in the in the mountain outside of town. And they, they can't they can't get the children back. He like disappears into an alternate universe. And obviously the moral of that story is to pay your debts, you know, like that yeah. there's that there's always some comeuppance for not paying your debts, you know. A Lannister always pays their debts. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And um, good people. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, Heroes of that story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, so basically, like the you know what's interesting about Slenderman is that there really is no, there's no moral to that story. I don't think he's just a character. Yeah, he's he was just, just a, a character, character that. Um, but, uh, he's just freaky. He's like yeah, he's just a freaky looking character, and that's why I kind of you know people just built him up into whatever fit mm-hmm. their needs. Just yeah. like a boogeyman. I mean, the boogeyman is essentially that. Yeah. Right. Um, that being said, since it's uh, you know these creepy pasta type things are so um, tied to kind of um, well impressionable age. Yeah. impressionable age group and also still an imagine pretty imaginative age group so they've come up with all these different uh creepypastas but that's how it's kind of morphed into something a little bit more cohesive because they get like really into it yeah the weird people get and, into it and it is interesting yeah <laughs> it, but it's a little bit like i mean like they've made that comparison to but like it is a lot like the you know kind of teenage obsession with like Jack Skellington and like the Nightmare yeah. Before yeah, Christmas, and that they just become that. very obsessed with these characters, and for like no reason other than they're these characters. Like they're not really obsessed with the story; mm-hmm. they're just yeah. obsessed with with Jack and Sally. Yeah, yeah, it's like a goth phase in a yeah. character. Yeah, for sure. You know, um, and you know, there's nothing really wrong with that, or or I mean, there's nothing wrong with that at all, and there's nothing wrong with stupid horror stories. Um, yeah. But uh, basically, I guess we could start introducing the, yeah, the case. Sure. So, so kind of uh, one other thing that kind of evolved from the Slenderman thing were these thing you, you know people call proxies, which were basically like his servants or whatever. Yeah. Um, and they were just all part of these stories. You know, it was just it was just stories. And um, people who serve Slenderman. Yeah. Yeah, people that serve Slenderman, and so basically. Uh, in 2014, two uh, young girls, uh, Anissa Weir yeah. and Morgan Geyser, um, they took their friend Peyton into the woods and they stabbed her 19 times. 19 times. I mean, and, um, with yeah. a kitchen knife. And they left her to die. Yeah. And they started to walk. They basically just walked away. And um, they were going to go to the state park where it was rumored the Slender Man lived so they could live in the Slender Mansion. National Park, sorry. And, um, but yeah, but basically, you know, nobody knows that right off. So they find. um, She actually was able to basically. Peyton lives. Peyton lives, crawls to the road. Crawls to the road and bikers find her. Yeah. This is horrific. So this is the only thing about, like, the, the documentary that I found to be unfortunate. And it's likely just because the family wanted their, their privacy. Oh. Yeah. Is that, like, you really get a lot more of, like, the sympathetic look at the two girls who perpetrated it. Yeah. Now, what we have to be careful about and, and definitely still remember is that these are young children. Yeah. So they're all 12 years old when this is happening. So there is obviously sympathy to be had all around. 
But it's important to keep in mind, like, who the real victim is yeah. here. Yeah, it's a gruesome act. So There's no way, two yeah. ways about it. And, and they and, planned um, it for a long time. But they we'll planned it. Yeah. Um, so basically, um, the documentary kind of centers around, you know, interviews with those kids and, and getting the story yeah. out of the two kids. And so what kind of starts to, to take shape is that um, they became friends just that year. Anissa and Morgan. Uh, yeah. yeah, Anissa and Morgan. Uh, Morgan and Peyton have been friends for longer. So Morgan and the victim have been friends yeah. uh, for, a lo- for a while longer. Um, but Anissa and Morgan have recently become friends. Uh, I think, you know, it ended up being Anissa that, that showed, you know, creepy passes to Morgan. Yeah, um, introduced her to Slenderman. Introduced her to Slenderman. And scared, you know, it, it's really tough to say where all that kind of... You know, because who knows where, how it started or at what level it started, right? Like when this fascination started, whether yeah. it started with them together, whether Anissa was already obsessed. Yeah. Or whether she just showed her a website. I mean, that's no big deal, right? You know, so when did it start to coalesce as far as um, them starting to plot, uh, you know, the crime? Like a murder, yeah. yeah. The murder. So basically, you know, they discover Slenderman and they become kind of more and more obsessed mm-hmm. with... Uh, with Slenderman, um, which is, you know, really, like we were saying, with people getting obsessed with Jack Skellington and, yeah. and all that type of thing, like, it's really not that weird. Um, Kids uh, get obsessed with all kinds of People get obsessed with that type of thing. but and 12-year-olds. Yeah. And, you know, and, and Anissa especially, but I think, you know, they were both definitely outsiders. Yeah. Um, you know, bullied and stuff like that. Obviously, it's not an excuse for anything, but, but you know, they gravitated then towards kind of this internet community right. and this character um, and thinking of him as like kind of this, like this savior. guiding savior yeah. kind of deal. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so then they basically, I mean, yada, 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 pretty much. Yeah. They wanted to become proxies, right? Yeah. And um, Anissa said, or I don't, I don't exactly remember that part, but, but they basically discussed the idea of becoming proxies. And, you know, at this point it's still just like, you know, then what do they have to do? And then somehow the idea comes that they have to kill somebody yeah. to become a proxy, which is, you know, um, you know, obviously that's when it became really real. Yeah. They started to really plot out luring this friend. She went over to Morgan's for a birthday party. All three of them went to Morgan's for a birthday party. Yeah. Um, and eventually they took off uh you know to go play or whatever in the mm-hmm. evening or whether they snuck out i don't remember that part and morgan snuck out with a knife no no it was the next day oh was it the next day yeah so okay. so basically oh. what they what they did is that they were deciding they wanted to kill her that night and okay. anisa um you know anisa wanted to kill her that night and then morgan told police that she wanted to give peyton one more day yeah but or I one that more didn't morning happen. That is what happened. That's what happened? Yeah. Okay. They woke up the next day. They had breakfast because remember Morgan's mother was talking about how they all had uh, breakfast. Oh, yeah. They had... Uh, and then they went out they to They had play. donuts and strawberries. They had donuts and strawberries, yeah. Pretty and good then, breakfast. And then they all... It is a pretty good breakfast, mm-hmm. actually. Remember there were those donuts in El Paso that had... Uh, they were like... They were like glazed donuts, but they had like homemade whipped cream and strawberries mm-hmm. on the them. The cowgirl from... The cowgirl. Uh, yeah. From... Uh, was that place called anyway yeah donut shop. very good yeah yeah pretty good one <laughs> yeah so yeah i imagine it was much like that anyways was her it wasn't her last meal no. but um um but then they decided to go out to play um they go to like a playground and there's like a park with a, a bathroom mm-hmm. in it and they she like went in to go to the bathroom and they were sitting there like talking about you know how to like they should kill her there because there was a drain yeah inside um but either way they were going to kill her while they were out yeah here yeah they had a knife with them at that point morgan brought a knife from her kitchen yeah she grabbed it she said she showed it to anisa like when they were yeah. walking in the bathroom anisa smashes her head against the wall yeah um and they kind of throw down then it didn't really make because then they walked more yeah after that, so yeah, kind well, of strange. I don't think that she they played it off. Maybe, yeah, I don't think that she did it as like this super. Aggressive. I think she was like trying to see like how easy it would be to knock somebody out, and she, in this very chilling way, she explained to the police officer that she knew she had heard 
that it was easier to kill someone if they were knocked out. Yeah. And so she... So you didn't have to see her reflection in yeah, their eyes. Yeah, so you didn't have to look in their eyes because if you looked in their eyes, you would see yourself. Yeah. Which, you know, uh, I guess that's, you know, pro tip. That's kind of, yeah. I mean, That's like, a pro tip, yeah. It makes you wonder, you're like, everybody's like all about the Slenderman thing. I was like, she's reading things that are so much oh, worse yeah, yeah, yeah. than Slenderman. She like is reading about how to kill someone. Yeah, yeah. Really, you know, I mean, the, you know, they make this podcast this movie that we're about, doing is, yeah. is about Slenderman and, and it's interesting because it kind of culminated in this. But it's important to remember that, I mean, Slenderman didn't make anybody do anything. No. These people... Um, you know, even though they're young and impressionable, I mean, they were they were definitely, um, you know, something else was wrong, and they definitely were reading much darker things. Yeah. Then, I mean, although there's probably some fucked up shit that happened to that Slender Man. Definitely. So, uh, for sure, well, yeah. it's definitely like yeah, yeah, a lot of very yes, sexual things. Yeah. Well, there's like there was like practically. Yeah. Hente for Slender Man. No, there's not practically, yeah. No. <laughs> um, but um, but uh, where are we kind of going with that? Um, um, but anyways, you can get down a rabbit yeah, hole with but, that kind well, of stuff. One interesting thing, though, with the interviews, with it, it's clear from the get-go, and almost more especially with Morgan, but as it goes on with Anissa, too, I mean, just uh, kind of dead behind the eyes a little bit is how it seemed. Yeah. Uh, it was pretty chilling um with morgan especially with morgan especially and we'll kind of get to one to of the why. reasons why that yeah. is um but then like we were describing with smashing her head and killing her with her eyes closed and he's a really started to get more disturbing i think as the, as she went the through went on. and it's yeah. because you think that like she didn't you know anisa morgan was the one that stabbed her ultimately yeah. like anisa wasn't there so you kind of get into that thinking like you know, this was Morgan's idea and it was, you know, Anissa went along with it or something like that. But she was really quite the mastermind behind all of this stuff. I mean, she smashed her head against yeah. the wall and uh, ultimately they decided to play hide and go seek. And, um, you know, the Peyton didn't want to, apparently, but uh, they were kind of, you know, they were like, we need to do this. And um, Morgan and Peyton went and hid and Anissa was looking for them, and Morgan was pulling Peyton further and further into the woods. And finally, they were like a little ways, you know, away. And um, and Anissa just said to Morgan, "You have to do it. Go berserk." Yeah. And um, so she she went berserk. Apparently, what she said, or what Peyton said happened and this is part of court testimony that is part of the documentary is that um uh morgan got on top of her legs and was holding her down and then she whispered to her i'm sorry and then she started stabbing her yeah um because morgan very much did not want to do it throughout the whole thing she yeah. came up with the idea but she kept she kept saying i can't do it i can't do it yeah yeah she didn't and then she ultimately didn't she did do it. It. and ultimately she stabbed her 19 times yeah so uh zero to 60 there a little yeah um, and they were saying that um, one of the places where she was stabbed missed her um, missed a major artery by millimeters. Like she, the yeah. Re- I mean, no doubt she was close to death. Uh, yeah. You know, she got lucky. Um, so, so yeah. So that's basically what happened. And then they found her, and they got these kind of testimonies um, from the two girls. Yeah. And as the case progressed, eventually. So it was also interesting they were talking to to the families of, of the two perpetrators of this crime. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously they were, they were dealing with a lot and, and uh, they're kind of recounting, especially in Morgan's family's case, about um, some things that... It's real tough, you know, when something like that happens, thinking back on things that seemed weird but didn't seem weird at the time, you know, yeah. what's really... What was really abnormal and what was just... I mean, she didn't react how we expected to her uh, expect her to to Bambi, but I mean, I don't know. Maybe not every. I mean, yeah, kids are weird. You know, uh, I mean, it's yeah. just whatever. It's a movie, so you never know how much of that is real, or or you just kind of beating yourself up about it. But then they drop kind of one thing, which is that um, 
<laughs> the noise that you just heard in the background is for some reason after two dings zach has still not turned off the, the volume on his computer um, <laughs> uh, morgan's father has has schizophrenia mm-hmm. and so basically she she's seen by psychiatrists and she's diagnosed with schizophrenia and when she's at the longer that she's in jail or you know juvenile detention the more detached she is becoming yeah they talk about the messiness throughout her kind of um through her cell and talking about a lot of imaginary friends and and just yeah i mean so that that's what she was diagnosed with and um you know um so so then the, the next kind of question is how much that you know was manipulated into obviously she attached herself to the idea of this character, you know, in a way more visceral way than she would have if she didn't have that disease, right? Right, and she, and she was saying to like an an Anissa says it, and then she said it is that when um, Anissa introduced her to Slenderman, she said, "I've seen Slenderman. I saw yeah, him when I was, right. you know, I started seeing him when I was five years old." Yeah, and um, so Slenderman just kind of fit into her own you know, like delusions or hallucinations or whatever, you know. And so that's very sad that she was living with an undiagnosed, you know, thing. Her parents hadn't told her about her dad's schizophrenia because he's very high, you know, he's... He's pretty high functioning. Pretty high functioning. Um, Um, And she was still pretty young, you know, I mean... You know, usually doesn't onset like the onset of it isn't usually until the very you know, what were they going to say like right later. you know uh, obviously i'm sure they wish they got her checked out now and everything but even so you know uh, but she was still manipulated by well i mean it's you, it's important know, to say else. too that like schizophrenia doesn't cause violence like no. having schizophrenia doesn't cause not violence. inherently no no yeah. um you know it, like certain delusions and hallucinations can become dangerous and violent and violent if yeah. left you know untreated or or you know where they're not in a safe environment which is not always you know which is often not in like an institutional environment just a safe community environment yeah but um the you know the main thing is is that there was kind of this like co you know cohesion of factors that created this violence yeah. here um and we don't know the whole story, you know. We don't really it's, know what her, you know, family situation yeah, was. Yeah, it's really difficult to say. And then, you know, with Anissa as well, you know, their parents went through a divorce and they were citing depression and, and being outcasts at school. And uh, it's, re- I mean, it's really tough in this case, obviously, because these children are so young. Um, but they did a re- pretty horrible, really horrible really, thing horrible thing and they'll be in uh institutions until yeah. they're middle so what ended up happening was um they basically pled guilty but were found not guilty by reasons of insanity um by the jury yeah so by a judge no by the jury, it was by believe, a jury. yeah and um so what that ended up be for anisa she is uh for both of them basically they have I think Anissa is 20 to life and Morgan is 30 or 40 to life. Um, and with with that is basically at least, I think, three years in the detention center, at least three years locked up. Yeah. Um, and then the rest is in uh, a psych ward with, um, with uh, you know, until they're deemed kind of fit for society. Yeah. And there's some minimum age requirements. I think like 50 for Morgan. It's 53 then, for Morgan and 40. So imagine they're they're 12 years old yeah, right now. 12. They will not be able to leave an institution until they're 53 and 40 years well, old. Well, technically with Morgan, it's until either she is deemed to be cured of her symptoms. Yeah. Or she hits 53, whichever comes first. Yeah. Yeah. So she could, you know, if she responds very well to treatment... Um, then she could be out earlier. Yeah. Um, and I think probably same with Anissa, but I'm not as sure. Yeah. Um, oh, I would think so, since she didn't actually commit the act. I imagine there's much, you know, more leeway in that regard. Yeah. Um, it's just, so, yeah. you know, it's hard, because they're, they're kids, right? And, like, you never want to... Yeah. yeah. They just did something that was so horrible, and um, unfortunately this little girl's got to live with the... Uh, 
Yeah, I mean, you think about the damage that 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 is going to do to that young girl that her friends, you know, did that to her. That's what we were talking about immediately afterwards. It's like, you're 12 years old. You know, it's already hard to be like a preteen or teenager, you know, you know. And then your kids try, or your best friend tries to stab you to death. Yeah. Oh, wolves. (laughs) (laughs) Um... Yeah, yeah, really horrific. So uh, definitely, definitely going to do a lot of damage in that way. <laughs> Dog is growling We're just right now. <laughs> it's the most pathetic growl I've ever heard. <laughs> Maybe scared. It sounds a little bit like a cat purring. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it does kind of sound like a cat purring. <laughs> um... Yeah, but I mean that's pretty much that's the case. You know, it wasn't uh, it wasn't exactly they got caught red-handed, yeah. so yeah, <laughs> it was a lot of uh, you know. It's more, you know, the interesting part of it is obviously, you know, what their inspiration was, so to speak. Yeah, which was Slenderman. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It's it's really honestly mind-boggling. The you should definitely, if you're interested in that kind of stuff, you should definitely listen to or watch. The, the word Slenderman documentary because beyond yeah, it's an HBO documentary it's really well done beyond the true crime part of it they do a really good job of getting into like the Slenderman lore yeah. and like the nature of like internet stuff and without all of like kind of the bullshit like you know teens are impressionable and like that kind of their kids are impressionable kind of stuff like there's some of that but like they often like they're just like you know this is people latch on to this kind of stuff and like it's not yeah. inherently dangerous no, no. I mean, yeah, I think that I think the important thing to recognize is, I mean, you don't want to, it's, you know, you have kind of like the satanic panic of the 80s and 90s of, yeah. you know, looking for a scapegoat of who to blame, right? And, you know, the, the, there's no two ways to cut it. I mean, the, these were disturbed kids, you know. Yeah. Now, they're still kids, so there's def- it's still a very sad thing, but they're disturbed, yeah. um, the fact that they did this. So, um, whether, what, whatever they latched onto, yeah. you know, I don't know if this would have been avoided or not. Yeah, for sure. I mean, like there was just the meeting. Or some sort of violent act. Meeting of two. And, and honestly, that's what makes it more chilling with like Anissa's testimony and that kind of stuff is that like, she was certainly the person she, at every step she was prodding Morgan along. And so like, no matter whether She's or not. She's escalating it. Yeah. So like, yeah. No matter whether or not, you know she actually you know stabbed a girl like it was still like it was still very much this kind of like perfect storm of two people who you know felt like they needed each other and felt like they were on the outside and had latched on to this thing and had this mixture of like mental illness and disconnect to their community and like that kind of stuff so it was just it was very much like this was just kind of uh, you know a very unfortunate event to, to be clear but <laughs> yeah, it was definitely an unfortunate event. Um, <laughs> to put it lightly. <laughs> yeah, but uh, so yeah, I mean, it's just really an interesting um, kind of bit of modern folklore, I suppose. It definitely is. You yeah, know? I think that's the best way to describe it, and, and you know, the parallels to like Cropsey are are pretty fitting yeah. in the sense that Cropsey was kind of founded by the you know it was essentially like a teen scare story. Yeah, you know, uh, like a dare run through the woods and stuff like that. And Cropsey's definitely a boogeyman, too. And Cropsey was a boogeyman, too. Yeah. yeah. Um, and he stole children. Right? Yeah. That was the whole idea. And so, yeah, very similar. I mean, I think it, these things that are kind of founded and put forward by children are going to, you know, those are the victims, too. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So, so that makes a lot of sense. And so this is kind of just a modern digital version yeah. of that type of phenomenon what's kind of cool about Slenderman is that it's like so because it's digital it's so visual and like mm-hmm. so like most yeah. of the things that you find with Slenderman are like homemade videos like yeah. you know that people do or you know I, there's tons of YouTube videos and you know I mean people having fun with it it's cool yeah fan know. art that yeah, kind of yeah a lot of fan art it's slightly disturbing in the sense that uh, once these stabbings happen there's a lot of fan art that like yeah. Sexualize and romanticize these these girls. girls. Yeah. 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 You know, it's probably pretty even split between fourteen year old boys and forty five year old men. Yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> I would say that's true. That front. They were so, immediately rendered into anime. 
Yeah, they're immediately, yeah, yep. And, so if uh, you can imagine who's doing that. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm. And they looked, they were attractive anime characters. Yeah, they were attractive anime characters. Um, but they're yeah. 12, guys, come on. Yeah. Not yeah. anymore, I suppose, yeah. but. No, not anymore. No, they're. No, they're. 15? 15, mm. practically. Don't even go there. <laughs> um... So, so yeah, I mean, so oh, yeah, it is a very visual thing. Though, the most right. important part of this, if you're wondering how they got so many years at 12 years old, they were tried as adults. They were tried as adults. That's the other thing that fucks me up a little bit, is that this is like a heinous crime for sure, but yeah. like trying 12-year-olds as adults is a little bit. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's a tough one. You know, I don't know exactly how they end up. Well, I think the problem that you're faced with uh, with those types of crimes are if you're tried as a juvenile, you're out by 18. Yeah. So, is this, I mean, you know, whether, I, you know, I don't think prison would necessarily, especially in Morgan's case, be the right place for her. Um, but I don't know that she needs to be, I mean, if it gets worse or if it doesn't improve, to be out on the streets by 18, is that a good idea either? Yeah. So I think you're kind of tough to wrestle with that. The reality of that situation. That's mostly, I mean, like in the decision, that that's what the judge was talking Especially about. Especially given that it was an extremely violent crime. It, and was it was, a, there. you know, it's not like it was just any, it was not like they there was no robbed, ex- a, robbed a store or something like that. Yeah. You know, they attempted to kill somebody. They, yeah. for all intents and purposes, I mean, they tried to kill that person. Yeah. So that was the goal. And they nearly did it. So, um, so I, I, you know, but it is difficult, right? Because they're, they're away for so long now. You, you lose your whole life, essentially. Yeah. So, it's a terrible thing. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you're, you know, another good point, I think, is that how visual the character is kind of lends itself to, you know, they talk about Anissa having the iPad in front of her all the time. Yeah. And stuff like that. And, and um, as opposed to something like Cropsy, which is like you and your friend. You know, yeah. It's like, at, it's like when you're out with your friends in the woods. Mm-hmm that's when it's kind of becoming real versus this is something, you know, these types of stories nowadays are something that they can latch on to 24 seven practically Mm -hmm. all the time. They can be in their room and essentially making these mental connections with this story. Whereas, you know, you couldn't have done that with, with Cropsy, you know, it, it's really only going to make that connection when you're scared out in the woods. And, like, outside of social connection, too. Like, out completely yeah. isolated from social connection. So. Yeah. So, yeah. So, you're not even bullied. Yeah. You don't even really get the the minor social connection of, of, being, being, of being bullied. Yeah. <laughs> in the sense being bullied that, to run through the woods by yourself. Yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, I, you know. In a lot of ways, that's, uh, I mean, it's definitely more, iso- you know, it might be more isolated. Yeah, for sure. In that regard. So, so yeah. Yeah. So, it's anyways, an interesting thing. It's kind of an interesting look at how these things can take off. For sure. Yeah. So, that's the, the power of the Slender Man. The power of the Slender Man. Beware of the Slender Man. Yeah. So, the, the thing that you should know is that once you know about Slender Man, then he comes to get you. So, you can't, now you guys all know. Comes in your dreams. He comes in your dreams. He's like mm-hmm. a Freddy Krueger sort of deal yeah um so you all know about him now so good luck yeah best um, of luck to you yeah hopefully we see you in the next episode <laughs> but uh you know no no promises no promises so to send you all off this yeah. evening we want to leave you one just a, a little bedtime story spooky tale one last Spooky tale, uh, you know. So, so buckle up wherever you are. Buckle up in your bed. And buckle up in your bed, <laughs> in your mind, on your couch, wherever you're listening to us. In yeah. the car, the make toilet. definitely buckle up if you're definitely, in the car, uh, or on the toilet. Up in the car or in the toilet. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. things can get pretty hairy in there. It <laughs> <laughs> can get pretty <laughs> shitty. Yeah, pretty crappy. <laughs> pretty crappy. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Here we go. There it is again! (laughs) What is that thing? I can't take this anymore. It's like everywhere I go, I see this horrible, tall, thin, and seemingly faceless creature. 
It's been haunting my dreams as well ever since I first saw it. All it does is stand there and watch me. I can't shake this constant feeling of being watched. It's like I'm never alone. I hate it. I can't sleep. I can't go outside. And I can't function as a normal person anymore without it being there. I done. <laughs> I done a lot of research. <laughs> I done a lot of research <laughs> on it these last couple days. <laughs> Googling what I can best describe it as. All I could remember was it being an impossibly tall, thin man. I say impossibly because no human could be that height and that thin. <laughs> it's just got not goddamn natural. <laughs> Yeah. I try my <laughs> That is impossible then. I try my best to remember its face. I figured that it would help me narrow the search, but there wasn't one. I have no memory of seeing this thing's face. It was always just a blur. But then I could never look at it long enough without feeling uneasy. I usually just walked in the other direction or something. Or if it was a dream or a nightmare at that I would always wake up before I could get a clear look. Well, the search provided me with something called the Slender Man. The fuck is a Slender Man? <laughs> That's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> this mythical creature is the thing that's been stalking me? <laughs> no, it can't be. I refuse to believe it. Mythical creature. Mythical creature. Pegasus. <laughs> I've not left my house in two days. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> two days. Yeah, yeah, I've definitely been in the house for two days. <laughs> I've been held. A slender up. man that does not make. <laughs> no. <that's true>. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I've been held up reading all these slender man stories and accounts. Needless to say, sleep has eluded me for the duration. I don't know if that's needless to that. Yeah, it seems like you've been sleeping a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing's going right anymore. I think I've angered it by not letting it in my dreams. I keep hearing banging on the windows late at night and creaking of the floorboards as I'm lying in bed. I know they say houses do that on their own, but this is different. The creaks aren't that of the house settling. There's weight behind them, like soft footsteps. However, every time I go look, there's nothing there. But when I re-enter my room, I always get the sensation that I'm being watched. Tell me, have you ever been sitting in a room by yourself, windows and door closed, when suddenly the door opens for no reason? No. <laughs> I think everyone has. All the way closed? Fuck no. No. <laughs> A latch door? Yeah, everybody's just had that, yeah. yeah. swing open. Swing open, yeah. But I'm different. I swear it's not the draft. I've had all the windows locked for about a week now. But I'm different. I'm different. I'm different, yeah, I'm different. I'm not one to believe in ghosts or anything of the sort, but this is just an eerie feel to it. Well, yeah, if you've been locking all of your fucking windows, and they've been just swinging open. <laughs> that is eerie. <laughs> Somebody's in your house. Um... Second, whenever the door spontaneously opens, it gets noticeably colder in the room. Mm, cold draft. The second I leave the room, however, all the other rooms are back to normal, so it's not like my thermostat's on the brink. Any room, however, except for my own. My room has been getting cold recently. Real cold. I resorted to lighting candles all around my room to try and heat up the place. <laughs> what an idiot. <laughs> Or used candles to heat something. Uh, yeah, turned all my lights on so it would warm up. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. I'm starting to lose it. I went outside for the first time in over a week today. I thought maybe my delusions were coming from being cooped up and spending too much time scaring myself reading about the Slender Man. Mm. I went through my day-to-day -day life as best I could, and to my surprise, no sightings of that thing. What is your day-to-day -day life? You've just been inside for a week. I still do stuff inside. Yeah, I suppose. <laughs> Everything was going fine, in fact. I was starting to forget about the whole thing. That is, until I was heading home from where. <laughs> from this day-to-day. -day. 
I was walking through the woods trying to take in as much fresh air as possible before I went home when I stumbled across a piece of paper lying there in the middle of the footpath. And normally I've just written it off to be some litter left for someone, but it was crisp and white. Crisp white. It looked like it had been carefully placed there, no longer than perhaps 20 minutes ago. Wow, real tracker. Yeah, for real. <laughs> I picked it up and turned it over. It was a drawing. A drawing of that thing, the Slender Man. A very crude sketch depicted him with the words, No, 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 no. Scribbled down the sides of the page. I think that's actually one of the drawings that Morgan did. In the... Yeah, but it's also in the, uh, the Slender Man uh, horror. Uh, it's like part of the mythos. Uh, so she plagiarized. As I tried to decipher the, the page, the clouds quickly darkened, turning to heavy black. I best get home before the rain hits. Best get home before the rain hits. Best get home before the rain hits. I thought to myself. Now I'm home. <laughs> <laughs> Sitting, staring at this fucking picture, going out of my mind, trying to figure out just how to get where it was. How did it get where it was? Thinking about how new it looked and wondering what sick fuck drew this and left it there for me. I'm just gonna go to bed. I'd be as well to get some sleep. Uh, be as well. I'd be as well <laughs> to get some sleep. <laughs> trying to think about the sick fuck that drew a picture. Sick fuck. <laughs> and left it in my bed. <laughs> I swear that picture's cursed. First time he's ever come across a piece of paper in the woods. <laughs> I swear that picture is cursed. Mm -hmm. Slenderman was in my dream again last night. It seemed so real. I was lying in my bed in the dream, and I had woken up and seen him standing there in the corner of my room. I tried to scream, move, do anything, but I couldn't. I lay there, frozen in fear, wondering what would happen. He just lifted his arm and stretched it a good ten feet to the headboard of my bed and rested his hand. I say hand, but they didn't really feel like hands. More like tendrils. <laughs> Over my eyes. And I went back to sleep. Tendrils. When I woke up, there was nothing. What a fucked up dream. Yeah. Oh, and do you know what else has been happening? <laughs> It's spelled D apostrophe Y O U. Do you? Do you? Do you? Do you know what else has been happening since I brought that picture home? My electronics have been fucking up. My laptop shuts down on its own, even with a full battery. My TV randomly turns to static. My phone keeps getting no reception. Along with the opening of the doors, the constant sound of footsteps at night. You get the picture. I'm burning it tonight. I'm taking out the back and setting the fucker alight. No. No, 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 no. This can't be happening. I watched that get burned last night. I took the piece of paper outside last night and watched it burn. How can it be back? What kind of twisted bastard would put a duplicate copy through someone's mailbox? This really isn't funny. I can't even phone for help because my electronics won't stop acting up and I'm too paranoid to leave the house. I don't know what to do. Things Seems getting... like outside the house has been the best place to be. Yeah, for real. All you did was come across a picture. Yeah. <laughs> Things are getting too much to cope with now. Day after day, more and more of these damn pictures keep coming through. Nothing works in the house, and I keep thinking I'm seeing him in the house. Whenever I leave the room, I think I catch a glimpse of him in my peripheral vision, or in the corner of a mirror I pass by. It's driving me insane. Has this thing really invest invaded my home? If so, there's no safety to be had. If I can get, if it can get me here, it can get me anywhere. It seems like. I don't know if that's a true statement. If it can get you in your house, then it can get you anywhere. <laughs> yeah, no. Doesn't mean I won't go down without a fight, though. Yeah. Okay. I've locked on my doors and all the windows and took enough food and water from the kitchen to last me about a week. I'm going to hold up, hold up in my room for as long as possible. I don't feel safe outside, nor do I feel safe in my own home. This is my last resort. I know he's got something sinister in store for me. I just know it. Why else would he go to such lengths to scare me to the brink of my sanity? Well, I've barricaded myself in my room for now. Nothing's getting in here without my say-so. 
It's getting late. I'm going to try and get some shut-eye. Shit. What was that? I swear I heard something move. It must have. Because it woke me up. This is no ordinary footstep that I heard at the beginning of all this. Oh no. That was a loud and deliberate thud. It must be messing with me. The Slender Man knows I'm here. I would get up out of bed to turn the light on, but there's no point. He's been messing with the electronics. I lay here, scared out of my mind, staring into total darkness. I'm wondering how my lights are the same as a cell phone. <laughs> I know, this sounds crazy, but have you ever seen a darker shade of black than, nor than normal? <laughs> I guess it depends on what normal black is for you. Yeah. Like when you're dark in a dark room with only a little light and everything casts a shadow, but some shadows seem darker than the others. I swear, even mm -hmm. though I'm currently currently in near blind darkness, that dark corner is darker than the rest. It's the same corner that was in my last nightmare. It's <laughs> same like corner. the darkness is moving. My night vision is getting better now. I can see it a little more detail. Oh no. No. No, 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 no. I can see the outline of a man in that corner. A really tall, thin man. It looks like he's wearing a suit. Oh, God. It's him in the suit. Wow. He's here, just like in my dream. I lay here, frozen in fear, wondering what's going to happen. He lifts his arm and stretches it across my room and over my head. He rests his hands. No, these aren't hands. These are tendrils, tendrils. on my forehead. <laughs> I thought, thought about grabbing his arm and trying to push him away or getting up out of the bed to try, and trying to break down the door, but something told me there's no use. Nothing would help me now. His tendrils grew in length and snaked down my entire body, slowly wrapping themselves around me into some sort of blackened cocoon. Before I could scream, the blackness reached my face and covered my mouth. As it enveloped the, my head, the last thing I could eat to be covered was my eyes, which were firmly shut the whole time. I decided to open them one last time. I looked directly up, and he was there, standing directly over me, looking down. That was the last thing I saw before the darkness claimed me. Although he has no face, I swear. He seemed to smile. And that, mm. ladies and gentlemen, is the story of Slenderman. Wow. Sleep tight. Sleep tight. We are Witches and Winos. You can find us at, at Witches and Winos on Instagram. You can find us at Witches and Winos on Twitters and Facebook. Um, and uh, we hope to see you next episode, huh? Yeah. I don't hope to see anybody next episode. <laughs> Besides me, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So, uh, at us if you can. And otherwise, uh, we love you. Yeah. Love.